Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I tell you what, we're going to do the ministry of giving later. Let's just get into the word. Amen. Amen. Because uh, when, when we were singing, and I guess Pastor Marvin thought of that song about, I thank God for saving when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me. My very soul cries out, Hallelujah! I thank God for saving me. And that's what we're going to talk about. Salvation. Saving me. Last week, we talked about who is Savior. And we concluded without a shadow of a doubt that God said, I am Savior. And there is no other. So he sealed the deal. He told you that he was Savior. Right? Then he's the one who said, he that's been born from the womb, I'm sending you as a light to the Gentiles. You will be my salvation to the earth. Come on. Lord have mercy. And over in Luke it says, and now I have seen your salvation. So we know Jesus has been sent as Savior for the world. That's right. And Jesus didn't have any hang-ups acknowledging the fact of saying, he that believes on me believes on the one who sent me. So you still understand that God is Savior. Yes. Wow. Did you, did you hear what I'm saying? So that really cuts through folks who's got an argument about, well, I believe Jesus is Savior. Well, I believe God is Savior. Well, come on and wake up. They one and the same. Wow. So you see what the enemy has done? Pitted us against one another over nothing. Semantics. Because when you look at it, Jesus already acknowledged that God is Savior. And God acknowledged that I sent Jesus to be Savior of the world. As a matter of fact, I gave him the name Yeshua, which means Jehovah is salvation. <laughs> the Lord is salvation. So every time you say his name, you're saying God is Savior. <laughs> Isn't that something? Just like he changed Abram's name to Abraham because he says you'll be father of many nations. That's so right. he says your name is changed from Abram to Abraham. That's right. Come on, come on. That's right. All he's trying to do is get you to acknowledge who he is. So when you say Jesus, you're saying Jehovah is salvation. God is salvation. Jesus. You hear what I'm saying? Lord have mercy. And he said, 
the Father said. And every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Yes. My, my, my. Hallelujah. Isn't that a tremendous picture when you think about it? Yes. How God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. Yes, hallelujah. And who was his son? The word of God, which was with God in the beginning, which was God. So God, who is eternal, since he could not experience death, but he needed a sacrifice for sin, took his word, which is the express image of himself, and had it be birthed and put on flesh, and you ask me why I love him. <laughs> and you ask me why I love him. But think about it. He knew you before he formed you in your mother's womb, which means you existed in God. Then you begin to understand when that scripture says that Jesus is the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. You get it? Jesus is the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Let me just give you a little caveat here. I guess we're already in the message show. Hey, hello. <laughs> Let me give you a little explanation here. When we say foundation of the world, what is come, what comes to your mind? Foundation of the world. Talk to me for a minute. <coughs> What's a foundation? The basis of something, right? The basis of it, right? Well, that word translated foundation, katabole is the Greek word. It means to overthrow, to cast down. You get it? Yes, Not a foundation like we think of a building foundation. Right, right, right. It means to throw down, right. to overthrow, to cast down. So when it says the foundation of the world, world, the cosmos, social order, social system, you get it? So when it says foundation of the world, from the overthrow of the social system. And what are you talking about, Pastor Joe? Before God said, let us make man in our image, there was another set of beings that lived on Eden. Lucifer. Do you remember in Ezekiel 28? And it says Lucifer was in the garden of God. Lucifer was in Eden. Come on, you get the picture. 
So whatever creatures he had, we believe, are now disembodied spirits. But the bottom line is, from the overthrow of that social system that was, Jesus was the lamb slain. God already had a plan. The foundation of the world. Hallelujah. You get the picture. Yes, yeah. Hallelujah. God already had a plan. Had a plan. My goodness. Hallelujah. So in other words, get the picture of just a moment. Lucifer, we know, created perfect in beauty and full of wisdom, Ezekiel 28 says. And it's believed he was the anointed cherub that covered, which connotates that he had a rule. Isaiah 14 tells us he went crazy. He said, I will ascend above the clouds and I will tell God, in other words, move over. Can you just visualize this being, Lucifer, lucid, light being, bedazzled, Get the picture, would you? A robe, perhaps, with all the jewels flowing on it. And he decides to come up to God. And Jesus, the word made flesh, gave a postscript over in Luke. Chapter 10. Chapter 10, verse 17. says, I beheld Satan fall like lightning. <laughs> the overthrow of the social system that was. You get the picture. Because Genesis 1 1 says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Yes. Verse 2 says, and the earth was without form and void. Isaiah 45 18 says, the earth was not created void. That's right. But was created to be inhabited. That's right. And so you begin to look at tohu and bohu. That's right. That the earth became without form and void. Right. Yes. So between Genesis 1 1 and Genesis 1 2, there's an indeterminable amount of time. Mm -hmm. You'll get it in a minute. Because the key is when God said, light be. He was restoring what he had created. Light be. Come on, come on, come on. You get it, you get it. And he divided the waters because the waters had covered the earth. And he divided the waters from the waters. And the waters above he called the firmament. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You get the picture. Lord have mercy. And I believe somewhere between the overthrow of Lucifer and his social order and God saying, let us make man in our image and in our likeness that God already knew I got a plan. And it's a master plan. As a matter of fact, it's a master plan of salvation for the church. What church? Can you see the angelic beings thinking, what church is he talking about? <laughs> but I got a master plan for the church. For the church. 
Did you see? Did you hear what I'm saying? Lord have mercy. And remember now, all the time you are in God. That's right. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? And he has a master plan. And he already knows that you're not going to be birthed on the planet until 19-something. Did you hear what I said? Lord have mercy. That he has a plan for you to be in the church. Lord have mercy. That the prophets before were looking for. Come on y'all. Do you get you getting what I'm saying? This is going to altogether different direction than I thought we were going. But hey, come on. The Spirit of God is the teacher. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you begin to understand that this thing called salvation was not done in a corner. No. Did you hear what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, turn over to Titus. I think we want to go to Titus, if not as Timothy, but let's go in that direction. Okay. Let's go over toward Titus. And when you get there, hopefully I'll be there, and I can tell you if that's where we're going to stop. My, 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 my. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. No, let's go to 2 Timothy. The book right before. Mm -hmm. 2 Timothy, first chapter. Lord have mercy. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Second Timothy, first chapter. Glory to God. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. My, 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 my. Second Timothy, first chapter. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Let's pick up a verse. Mm. Yeah. Let's pick up a verse one. <laughs> I'm trying to see where we can start in between, but I'm going to go on back up to verse one. Amen. All right. Verse one, Second Timothy, first chapter. <clears throat> okay. We happen to have the New King James translation, so I'm going to read it out of that one. You follow along with me, or you can read it out loud. Let's begin to read. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. Isn't that awesome? Wait, wait, wait. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by what? The will, the will of God. God's will was that Paul would be an apostle mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. According to the promise of life, 
which is in Christ Jesus. There is a promise of life that's in Christ Jesus. A promise of life that's in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, a beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, wait a minute, isn't that something? Paul says to Timothy, when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you. Do you have some genuine faith in you? Come on, you understand what I'm saying? Not faith that's wishy-washy. Not some faith that comes up when you think you need it. But some faith that he can say is genuine. Hallelujah. It's real. It's real, right? Yes. Yes. No bootleg faith. That's right. It's real. Real. Pure. Pure. Pure faith. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. You know. What's that song? It's real. 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 Jesus is real to me. Oh, yes, it gives me the victory. So many people doubt it. So many people doubt it. I can't live without him. That is why I love him so. He's so real to me. He's so real to me. In the morning, he's real. Real. Jesus is real to me. Jesus, Jesus is, is real, real to, to me. me. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He gives, he me, gives the me the victory. So many people doubt him. So many people doubt him. I can't live without him. I can't live without him. That is why I love him so. He's so real to me. Well, glory. Genuine faith. Come on. He said, when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Mm -hmm. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Therefore, that's where we want to get to. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. That's right. Come on. 
Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Did you get it? Did you see that? Did you see it? I know you didn't see it. Come on. It says, therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. The power of God. God who has saved us mm -hmm. and called us yes. with a holy calling. Not according to our works. What if it wasn't according to our works? What was it according to? But according to his own purpose and grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before Time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Lord have mercy. Did you hear it? So this thing took My place Lord. before time began. began. And this salvation is not according to our works, but it's according to God's own purpose and grace. Did you hear what I said? Which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. But has now been revealed. Been revealed. It already was. But now it's been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. My goodness. Can you get the picture, y'all? That this thing called salvation, man's salvation, that you were saved and called not according to your work, but according to God's purpose and grace, which he had in Christ Jesus before time began. Wow. 
handle on it, folk. Hmm. When you say, I believe on Jesus, you step into what God had in Jesus Christ before time began. Think about it for the think, 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 think about it for a minute. You existed in God before He formed you in your mother's womb, right? You existed in God. That's what He told Jeremiah. I knew you before I formed you, right? So now you've been birthed on the planet. God had a master plan, and the master plan was. That I'm going to save you, call you with a holy calling, not according to your works, but according to my own purpose and grace, God says, that I have in Christ Jesus before time began. Which means when you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, you step into, come on, not only step in, but the Holy Ghost immerses you into Christ. Mm -hmm. This Christ whose purpose was established before time began, which means that you step back into an eternal position. Hallelujah. You get it? You get it? You get it? Hallelujah. You came out of an eternal position in God. God wants you back in an eternal position in Christ. Yes. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Did you get it? I know you'll get it after. God saved you according to his purpose and his grace. In Christ. That he put in Christ. Before time began. So before you showed up. In time. God had already established a master plan. Yes. And he brought you out of eternity past. Only to bring you into eternity present. Come on, you got it. You got it. You, got it. you understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. So your life. Is now hid with Christ in God. And when Jesus appears, He is your life. Lord have mercy. When we get a handle on what God has done, is doing, and he says that he abolished death and brought life, immortality to light. Come on. How dare us become subject to the defeated one? <laughs> He's defeated. Thank you, Jesus. And we're in the one who is life. Yes, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Think about it, y'all. The word tells us when Jesus walked the planet and he came against 
the man with the legion of angels. I mean, the legion, the, the legion of demons. And they said, we're many. But how did they address Jesus? The Son of God. <laughs> they already knew him. So it lets you know that if those demons are disembodied spirits who were from the social system that was, they already knew the Son of God. Come on. Hallelujah. Whoa, come on, y'all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. This is gets exciting to me. I know it may not do nothing for you, but it gets exciting to me. Hallelujah. So when you say you're saved, that has a volume. Thank you, Jesus. Of things that it contains. And we just scratch the surface. Hallelujah. See, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Think on that. Any questions? Any comments? Any thoughts anybody has? I have some comments. Okay. Wait for others to get their questions first. <laughs> so if y'all have Any some questions, y'all should go and Any ask comments? them now. <laughs> now you know. Because mm -hmm. I was saying here, mm -hmm. uh, Harry, mm -hmm. is that mm -hmm. it's not about people just coming to hear a message. Hallelujah. It's like in school. When that teacher gives a lecture, <laughs> And then ask at the end of it, anybody have any questions? And the people will sit there. And you know, like we all sometimes may have sat in the class and said, well, I'm not going to ask any questions because I don't want the folks to know I don't know. Now, you know, you ain't the only one in there who don't know. But you don't want to ask your question. And so as a result of that, the teacher says, all right, class dismissed. And before you get out of the room, you ask your buddy next to you, that's only one thing too. Um, um, he said about the uh, when the creation. He used to talk about the uh, the the, the, the uh, Satan himself, whatever. <laughs> Basically, there was other people. We believe that there were right, other right, beings. Right, 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 beings yeah. Now you right. think about it for just a moment. If the Earth was not destroyed, right, right, the right. Earth was not destroyed. Right. It was created to be inhabited. That's right. If you go to the Natural Museum of Science, I know in New York, I don't know about here, but in New York, definitely, you'll see the bones right. of dinosaurs and all that kind that's of right, stuff. That's right, that's right. If you go there, you'll see the bones of what they labeled the Cro-Magnon Man, that's right. the Neanderthal no, Man. No, no, yes, sir, that's right. Anybody in their right mind can't say, well, those things didn't exist. That's You're right. crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's right. They exist. Yes, sir. But at the same time, when you look at the Bible, mm -hmm. and you get down to Genesis one twenty six, and it says, God said, let us make man in our image. That's right. And in our likeness. Light. That's right. That's right. And let us give him dominion. Right. Right? Over, over. And then when he formed Adam. Right. Isn't it interesting that one of the things the scriptures tells us that God did 
all the beasts of the field and all that stuff that he formed, he passed it by Adam to ask him, Adam, what are you going to name it? Now let me ask you a question. How many can you name? You understand what I'm saying? So Adam was no caveman. Right. So if that Neanderthal man and Cro-Magnon man who may have existed 30,000 or 30 million years ago, whatever it is. Yeah, right. Between Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. Genesis chapter 1, Genesis verse chapter one. 1, verse 1, right. and, and Genesis, Genesis chapter, chapter 1, 1, verse 2, two. Right, right. when it says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Right. And then verse 2 says, and the earth was without that's form and void. That's the and tohu. they looked at, that's the tohu and, and bohu, bohu, which in... Without form and void. Yes. Right, right. But it mean, the connotation is, and the earth became without form oh. and void. void. So between those two verses, when we said earlier, it's an indeterminable amount of time. Right. It could be a zillion years right. in that time frame. Right. So all of the stuff that they dig up and find mm -hmm. could have existed on this planet. Right. Are you following? Yes, sir. But when you talk about man created in the image and likeness of God, no, you ain't talking about a caveman. No. You're not talking about somebody walking around playing with fire. Right, right. You understand what I'm saying? Beat somebody over the head with a club. Yeah, right, right. And so when we begin to establish the fact that we are created in the image and likeness of God. And when Psalm 8 says, Who is man that thou art mindful of him? For you created him a little lower than Elohim. That's what the word says in the, in the Hebrew. That doesn't mean angel. Elohim means God. You created him a little lower than God. Then you begin to understand your position, even as a human being. And then you begin to acknowledge the creator who's God. And then when you acknowledge him, then you understand the, the purpose of salvation. That's why Jesus, when he showed up and told those Pharisees and Sadducees, you don't know God. That's a slap in the face. But so what? They didn't know him. So somebody had to tell them they don't know him. Now they got an attitude about it. And so what? They couldn't say he didn't tell them. And the reason he said, you don't know my father. You don't know God. Because if you did, you'd know me. Because he sent me. And if I told you I didn't know him, I'd be lying. Come on, come on, come on. That's why when he told those disciples before he left over in John 14, 6, I'm going to prepare a place for you. For in my Father's house, there are many mansions. And if it were not so, who would tell you? I would have told you. So Jesus told Nicodemus over in John the third chapter, the only one who's ascended is the one who's descended. And I'm the one who descended. So I'm telling you. And I'm telling you these things. And you don't understand them. 
how in the world are you going to understand if I tell you of heavenly things? So you begin to understand God incarnate, Emmanuel with us. He says, I'm only telling you as my father has taught me. Pastor Marlene shared something interesting on Friday night with the people who were here. And she said, I, I know what Jesus was doing between his birth and the time he started his ministry at 30. At 30. And she said, what did he tell Satan when he went to the wilderness, when he was led into the wilderness by the Spirit of God? He told him, it is written. It is written. Now, the key is, not, I don't even believe so much that in Joseph's little village, his father Joseph and Mary in Bethlehem, or Nazareth, or wherever they were, I don't believe that he necessarily went to the temple every day and started reading the Torah and all that. All right, 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 Torah. But he knew his father. Exactly. And his father taught him. Exactly. So the Spirit of God in him. Amen. You understand? Exactly. The Spirit of God is the teacher. That's right. So you can imagine when he got there to the temple, he said, turn to Isaiah and open the book to Isaiah. Right. And right. could say, right. this day. This is being fulfilled right. in your hearing. Exactly. And they got an attitude. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who is this man? In this Joseph's boy. Mm. Don't we know his brothers and sisters? Right. Well, come on. Who does he think he yeah. is? Right. 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 <laughs> I like that hypothesis being taught by the Spirit all the time. And the key is, what did he tell his disciples? It's expedient that I go. He, he told him in so many words before, the son of man has to experience death, but in three days he'll rise again. So he says it's expedient. Now is the hour is come. So I got to go, y'all. But I want you to know before I leave, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm not going to leave you without a helper. Right. Right. I'm going to pray the Father that he sends you another comforter. Mm. And then later he says, and I will send you another comforter. Mm. The spirit of truth. I came as a witness of truth. That's what he told Pilate. Mm -hmm. I came as a testimony of truth. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to send back the spirit of truth who will lead you and guide you Right. Into all truth. That's right. And will teach you. That's right. So he sent back not just a helper. That's right. Not just a comforter. Right. Not just a strengthener. Not just a standby. Not just an intercessor. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. sent back the teacher. Mm -hmm. Who's not going to speak of himself. Right. But only what the Father and Jesus tells him to say. So when the teacher teaches, come on, right. you are hearing truth, truth that will make you free. Lord have mercy. And when you recognize your state of freedom, you can say like Jesus said, the prince of this world comes but he has nothing in me. Mm. I'm sorry, I went off. 
you understand? Yes, sir. So we begin to see this word is absolutely awesome. And when we can get a hold of it and then begin to internalize it and then walk it out, the church that God had before the foundation of the world. Because Christ is the head of the church, right? And he said, when he said, do men say that I am? Some say Elijah, you know, and some say this, that, and the other. And then he says, well, who do you say that I am? And we know Peter's response in Matthew 16. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus' response was, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you, Peter. But my father. That's right. Let you know that. Yeah, that's right. Isn't that awesome? Right. And then he says, and upon this rock, upon the profession of that faith, upon the profession of that statement you made, upon that truth, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It didn't say, If the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church, then it sounds like to me the expectation is that the church is marching towards the gates of hell. That's right. We get the picture That's that right. the church is in the conclave. You know what I'm saying? The church is in this this protective kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And we stand and still, and the gates of hell are trying to onslaught the church. Right. That isn't what he said. He says the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Right. Which means the church needs to be out there where hell is. Right. Mm -hmm. Bringing the light. The light. Exactly. Yes. Totally told you. Come on. Totally told you. That's why Jesus said, I'm saving you from this perverse generation. I'm not saving you so you can get out of here. Because I prayed the Father, Father, don't take them out of the world. But keep them from the evil one. Isn't that something? Because if it was, if all he wanted to do was get us out of here, then every time you said, I believe Jesus is my Savior, right, boom, you're out of here. One more gone, y'all. But that's not the case. We're still here. And I didn't see no place where it says, you're here to live wealthy. You're here because I want you to get all the material stuff you can get. Get it all. And what you can't get, I'm going to get for you. <clears throat> I don't see that nowhere. No. No. I see where it says, do the will of the Father. Because right. the only one going to heaven, the only one going up there, the only one going to enter the kingdom, right. are those who do the will of the Father. Right. Ain't nobody interested in the will of the Father. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm interested in what satisfies me. You know what I'm talking about. Come on. Come on. You know, because I'm asking him for stuff that that, you know, matters to me. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? I need a job. I need this. I need that. And then you come on, God. Yeah. 
When's the last time you asked them, God, what's your will? What do you exactly. want me to do? What do you want me to do for you? Come on. And the scripture is enough to tell you that Jesus told John the Baptist when he showed up to be baptized. And John says, I'm not worthy to unloose your shoes. I need to be baptized by you. And Jesus says, John, suffer it to be so to fulfill all righteousness. You baptize me because that fulfills all righteousness. That That's does right. what my father wants to have done. That's right. And when he came out of the water, That's right. John said, it's like a, a spirit descended like a dove. And the voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now, Jesus could have said to John, come on, John. Yeah, you're right. Take them shoes off you got, and I'm going to baptize you. That's not what the Father willed. That's right. When you got to the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prayed, knowing that he would have to become sin for man, and said, Father, can we do this thing another way? I know that's why you sent me, but can we do it another way? And the Father must have said, no other way. And you heard Jesus say, Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And for the joy that was set before him, come on, he endured the shame. He endured that cross. Think about it. He endured it for the joy that was set before him. And he became the first begotten of many. Which brethren are those? Those saved who were saved and called with a holy calling. Not according to their works, but according to God's purpose and grace, which he had in Christ Jesus before the world, before time began. Did you see a fulfillment of that? It was revealed to us when Jesus abolished death <laughs> and brought to light immortality. Wow. You see how it dovetails. You see how it's connected. It's right there. It's right there. This thing had been planned from the overthrow of the social system that was. So you've been on God's mind a long time. So when you think about it, don't you think he's able to take care of us until we get there? So when situations happen, recognize it's only to distract. It's a deception. It's only to distract you from serving God. It's only to distract you from doing His will. Does that help? So when you get a symptom of a headache, it's a distraction. Did you hear what I said? It's a distraction. God, thank you 
that you're my healer. I'm going on with you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going on with you in the name of Jesus. What do you want me to do now? <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going on with you. And when you get yourself focused in, just like Jesus said, he must have been hungry because disciples went to get him something to eat. And they had trekked from wherever they were to Jacob's well. But Jesus had a purpose. And by the time they brought back the, the carry out, by the time they were back to take out lunch, and they said, Jesus, here's the food. He said, I'm not hungry. What do you mean you ain't hungry? Somebody else brought you some food out here. He says, no, my brothers, I have food to eat that you know not of. For my meat is to do my father's will. In other words, when we do his will, he can refresh us. It's meat to our spirit, man. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you do his will, he energize, energizes you. Isn't that something? So when you feel fatigued and down and out, Father, what do you want me to do? Let him energize you. <laughs> let, him, let him feed you meat that others may not know of. And you'll be well fed, well satisfied, and believe you can run on to see what the end will be. <laughs> oh, glory to God. I know this was, that was message number two. 